0: Is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
1: How about them, yeah! the boys.
2: Blowing
3: out of the backfield, exploding
2: down the sideline. This
3: is Hanging with the Boys, presented
0: by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts. Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross.
4: One thirty-two p.m. Thursday, and that can mean only one thing: mm. that hanging with the boys should have Let's been over with go. at least an hour ago. <laughs> but because we had a press conference by none other than jesse's boy freaky mike we moved the show freaky mike let's go after the press conference so we would be able to bring you news of the press conference which we'll get to in just a minute but right now we'll take you to a live look at tostito's championship plaza right outside of ford center in beautiful frisco texas where it is 62 degrees it's mostly cloudy and it feels like Sixty-one. There you go. Hmm. There is the look. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Now, yeah. back to your regularly scheduled programming. What, Kurt? You listened yeah. to the whole press yeah. conference. Yeah. What do we uh, learn from Mike McCarthy? Other than he. Announced that Tyrone Crawford is retiring yeah. or not coming back to the Cowboys, which he sounded real unsure once he started down that road. If he was supposed to say not that sure or not, I was
5: supposed to say that, but he but said it. He did. So
4: we found that out. Congratulations
5: what? to Tyrone Crawford. On Congratulations, Tyrone. Career.
4: Now we can get you on the show as a uh, as a regular guest. Now that he's not on the team, maybe since he has nothing else to do. <laughs> Why not? So, Why not? what else did you take <laughs> away from the press? Oh, by the way. Hey, Nate. How you doing? Jesse, how you doing? You guys look great today. How you doing, Kurt? What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Nate, you got a little bit different look going on. The the picture is way off in the background and not like falling on your head today. What's going on? (laughs) Because
0: it's a picture that I got and it's a black hole over to my left. And so now we're starting a new season, so we're further away from that black hole. Now I can see light. So I moved away because it's, it's it's a new year, new time, and and I love it. But I want to hear what Kurt has to say from this from this interview nope. as we speak to Jesse. What I
5: have to say.
4: Wait a minute. So in other words, it took you. What you're saying is it took you a whole year to figure out that the aesthetics of this show were important, and for you to actually frame it up says the guy that does it with a with a closet door in the yeah. background when he's at home <laughs> yeah. coming from me yeah. but it took you a whole year <laughs> Nate to figure out that this is a better look than sitting up against a wall.
0: Yeah, I like no, no, I the wall no no the team had thing. me in a black hole <laughs>
4: So I would let you okay. be the a black Okay, board, all right, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, I got all it, right. I got it, I got it, okay. Mm. Kurt, what'd you, what'd you take from the interview?
5: Well, there's a lot of different things he brought up, and this kind of came all of a sudden. I had no idea that McCarthy was talking today until they kind of popped it on us earlier this morning, but good what to hear he from say? the guy.
6: What's that?
0: I can't hear him What? so let me... Yeah, Kurt's, Kurt's
6: low in my ear. Kurt. Uh oh. Well,
5: Shannon,
0: maybe you better. So so so, X cur out. Let's go to the gospel.
4: <laughs> 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 Were either one of you guys able to listen? I know you guys are busy today, but
0: oh yes, sir.
4: Yeah, yes, we sir. both listen. I listen. That took okay.
0: away from the from 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 the deal.
4: Okay, Nate, start us out. What you know. what did you take away?
0: Okay, the, the first thing. Let me get my list. I got a, I got a list of things I took from mm-hmm. the head coach. What's first what? of all, he don't like short players. He want players with length. Yep. And with the ability to do more than one thing, he values that that player that can can slide into a three-four to a four-three, especially with his front seven with the greatest of ease. So that is what they're looking for when they're going out getting these guys you know, They're taller. They're six-four or better because he want guys that can be, do multiple things. And another thing I found out is if Co- if Miss Jane Slater, if I'm pronouncing the name right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is something deep, deep, deep within those two that we have to find out about. <laughs>
4: oh. <laughs> I think there's yeah. a little,
5: bad or good, a little animosity there, you think?
6: Can you all hear, is that what you're saying? Uh-oh. Chris is in here. Yeah, like I mean, the, I, the
5: animosity part.
6: I, there, there, there's something there. I don't know quite what it is. I know last year there was this thing when Jane said something – about something that was going on in the building, and it took off, and maybe some people didn't feel some kind of way about that, and I don't know. But it, but, but Jane wasn't for the jokes today. She wasn't for the jokes today. <laughs> she was not. She was not. <sighs>
4: Jesse, what did you? Did, was there any big major things that came out of it for you, or was it just more coach
6: speak? Well, you know. I, We learned because there's been this question up in the air, where is Keanu Neal going to play? Is he going to play safety? Is he going to play linebacker? Uh, And then when he said they're going to start at linebacker, it it starts to now me to start thinking some things. One, we hear the retirement of Tyrone Crawford. Well, if you're moving Keanu Neal down the linebacker, what does that mean for the future of Sean Lee? Also, now how does this thing work out where if Keanu's playing the will, Who's playing the mic, who's playing the Sam? And and, and, and and we're really going to be able to see now how they're going to orchestrate this thing. And, and, and I, I'm still trying to figure out, okay, if Keanu's playing the Sam, I mean playing the will, and Donovan Wilson will be playing the free. I mean, I mean the strong, then are we going to draft the free? Are we going to draft the corner? Who's because we're still without a free safety. So some of the pieces are starting to come together of what this team will be. Um he spoke very highly of uh of, of Joe Witt. Said he said Joe Witt was coordinator ready. Now I got my feelings about that, that he's coordinator ready, then why didn't you make him the coordinator? <laughs> but whatever. Um, um, but you know, he's excited about that group with Dan Quinn, and it sounds like Dan Quinn has a ton of control heading into this draft right now of where they're going to go on the defensive part of the football. Like He made jokes about it, but I think the Cowboys are going to really dive deep into the defensive side of the football, uh, which I think they should. Let me say that. I think they should, but it, it's, it's kind of reading in between the line and reading the tea leaves. It sounds like Dan Quinn is very, very hands-on, and he said one thing that Nate has been saying for months He said, you know, he said they're preparing for virtual. He said, but the players and the coaches, they learn best when we're able to get our hands on them, when we're able Mm -hmm. to have that time together. So he's like, that's what we need to get. You know, last year was was something just completely different than what everyone was used to. He said, but in order for this team to really come into form and shape in the form, I gotta get my hands on these players right now, mm-hmm. early. We can't this virtual thing we might be preparing for, but this ain't the way that we kind of do business and really can be successful at this thing virtually. Trying to build a team, and you know, I think you, that you that, know, that, you're right, Nate.
4: Dak said that in his press conference, like it's important to get the guys together. It's important to be in person. So, Nate, I think you know, you said it all last year that that was a big deal, and they were downplaying that as you know, well, everybody's doing it the same way, and. It sounds like that is a huge deal.
0: Yeah, especially as much as they put on, because, you know, he he said, and I guess uh, the young lady brought it out of him, he said that, no, we didn't put in too much. We did what we were supposed to do. But what I read between the lines, Jesse, and maybe, you know, you didn't gather this, is what he was saying was, along with them lengthy players, we need smarter players. Players that can adjust to what we're trying to do. He he went over that again and again. He reiterated that we did not put in too much. But but what we what well, right, it just got so guys loan and expect. I thought he
5: did say that, huh? I thought he did say they tried no, to no, put no, in no. too much because of the virtual they didn't handle the virtual workouts well.
0: They didn't handle it well. He he converted it as he went on, saying we could have did a better job as coaches. But they all decided before that they was going to put this in. When you decide something like that with all those brains in the room, ain't somebody going to say, well, maybe we putting in too much. Shouldn't we back up? Well, they momentarily backed up around about the fourth game because when everybody went to crying, because that's how players are. They see where one guy, one or two guys get to crying, then everybody get to crying, then the coach is backed up. But this man has reiterated that, you know, we, bottom line, what I got from it was they're going to have smarter players, players that understand the scheme, guys that can wrap their hand around this. That's why they brought in the kid from Atlanta, a guy that, that has played with his coach and that can, can play multiple positions. And he said that even when he hugged some guy, made him feel small. I mean, that's hard to do with Freaky Mike. I don't understand how he came up with that. But I understand exactly. And Shannon, you've heard me say this especially before Jesse got on there. I always say, is our players smart enough to handle these schemes? Are we simplifying things because our players cannot advance into another scheme? And that's what they tried to do last year. And it hurt us. Yes, it did because not only did we not have the players that can grasp the scheme after four games, we had players, guys that didn't want to play no more, and it showed up, and it showed up in a in a terrible way.
5: Did it Did it surprise you any? I believe in there he said that, you know, not going to really see wholesale changes as far as schemes and such on defense. It's going to be more building off last year and what they did over the last eight games. Is that expected? I guess that. Like you said, maybe it's just a matter of getting the players more involved and getting players in the direction they are already headed.
0: And I think he was meaning more for that, Kurt, when he said with the turnovers. He don't want that to loosen up, you know. And, and some mm-hmm. of the schemes, he, he keeps he keep saying player, and I wrote it down, player over scheme. Get these players in here, smarter players, lengthier players, guys that motors that can run. And, and, and do what it's like And He said after the Pittsburgh game He felt the guys finally started understanding their fits What they needed to do And these guys they, These are the guys they're bringing in These are the guys that I don't think they'll waste time this year If a guy ain't fitting I think they're going to get rid of him Because What I understand is Mr. Quinn is not joking He's supposed to be a guy that ain't, I ain't joking fellas This is how we do this And this is what we need And I think after a year listening to players moan and groan, by they, you know, in other words, saying we're not smart enough to do this, they—they're not going through that again this year. That—that is not—that is not a way out.
6: And and here's the thing: this for some of these guys, this will be for Leighton, for Jalen, for Jordan, for. Tank, all these guys that are bringing back, this will be now D.C. number three in three years, right? Mm -hmm. This will be the third D.C. that they have in three years. And so if you start hearing the same thing in the third year about not being able, because we heard the same thing the last year, the Jason Garrett era, you know, about guys kind of being YOLO and doing their own thing and not really understanding the, the fundamentals of football and the game plan that was going on. We heard that last year about guys not knowing and understanding the fundamentals of where to go and line up in assignment football last year. If we start hearing that again this year, you gotta start saying to yourself, wait, everybody can't be lying. There, there has to be something something that's happening with the players on the field. So I, I think with, with, with Dan Quinn and Joe Witt and this, this new staff talking about building what you, off of what you had last year is saying, okay now, there has to be something that's stuck. Whatever stuck last year, we're going to build from there. We're not going back to the genesis of this thing. We're going to kind of find a good point of where we left off last year and move forward. And for all you guys who can't move on, who can't catch up, then we're going to just kind of say, hey, step over there to the side while we continue to move forward. Now, the great thing about this defense and the great thing about you know the, the job for Dan Quinn that this defense was so bad last year, that any <laughs> no this is this is. I'll that with you, man! Any I you improvement, go. any improvement for Dan Quinn in this defense, it's gonna be like a New Year's party. It's gonna be <laughs> shouting the praise, saying yes, look at this team, and you know they're not giving up forty points a game. They're only giving up thirty points, whatever it is. So it's gonna. It, it, the bar has been set, and now this is the same thing for players. You know, hey, Jalen, you, you want to kind of get back in the good graces, uh, Layton, you want to kind of get back in the good graces. The bar is so low that if you guys do a little bit better, you know, it, it'll be worth the guaranteed money that you got this year in your contracts, and, and you'll be able to help this team out uh, a, a little bit more because this, this, the way that this Cowboys team is set up. To give it a basketball reference, this is the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, this, this is the Brooklyn Nets. You got your Kyries, you got your, you got your KDs, you got your Hardens, and you know, boom. You got all the offensive power that you can have. With your quarterback sign and Amari. And you got CD coming in a year or two with Michael Gallup, and you got your tight end back, and hopefully you got some healthy offensive linemen. You got some guys who were here last year that got some reps and got them some experience, and you're running back. Hopefully he has a bounce back year. So you got all this firepower. You got guys who can score from any point on the football field. Now, defensively, you're just saying, hey, guys, if we do a little bit better than what we did a year ago, we going to be all right. The bar was set so low, we're gonna be able to be so prolific on offense if we can do a little bit better. And I think adding guys like Keanu Neal, adding, you know, uh uh, you know, signing Jordan Lewis back, now you have your slot corner. You got a guy who's gonna be able to play, you know, get Jalen off the field in those passing downs, right? Now he can come down and play those, play those tight ends, play those running backs and passing downs. Uh so, so, so that being able to to to, to, to I guess fortify a lot of the areas where you suffered last year. And because you got to understand, you have to build your team in a way to win your division. What did we struggle with last year? Tight ends and running backs killing us on third down. What does Washington have? Saquon Barkley is going uh, to be that. The same thing that they had in Philadelphia. Those running backs killing us out of the backfield on third downs for big gains. You bring a guy like Keanu Neal in, he'll be able to play that wheel linebacker spot and now cover some of these guys with a little bit more athleticism of a safety and knowledge of playing the ball and in the, in the, in the passing down as a safety. So hopefully you convert some of those to getting off the field and not allowing them to convert first downs. Just doing something as simple as that cuts down on your defense and gives your offense more opportunity so this team is being built being built to win your division and and they're putting the pieces in place to do so
5: he he said something in the press conference about consistency is what builds championships and he kind of implied that it wasn't just players it was coaches the coaches weren't consistent last year and do you think that's True are the are, did the Cowboys had that talent on defense they just weren't consistent and if so was that a, a coaching problem was that a, a player problem is that no is that no a...
0: the, the the coaches didn't react quick enough to the lack of talent hmm. and they had already put their money into these players and so when you've already done that and you've already kind of said okay fellas we got money in just in case we have a bad injury to put on into some players that's out there in the street, but other than that, we got to ride what we got. Uh, they 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 misjudged a, a couple of players, mainly a couple of defensive linemen, bad, and that hurt them. That that set the whole team back. That hurt the whole team.
4: All right, fellas, let's take our first so break. Pro-
0: oh, go ahead, Nate. No, no, sir, I'm with you. That's rock and roll. All right,
4: let's take. Let's take our first break. When we come back in the next segment, we'll talk more football. We'll talk more what Coach McCarthy had to say. Talk about some free agent signings, some players. Are they staying? Are they going? Coach McCarthy had an interesting comment to say about Alden Smith that conflicted some reports that came out this week. That was interesting. And I got to talk to a Medal of Honor recipient recipient yesterday. Today is National Medal of Honor Day. We have about a seven-minute interview we will run next segment. And then we're going to have – we're gonna have fun with Jesse Holly at some point in this show. So Jesse, stay tuned to see what kind of fun we have with you when we come back on Hang with the Boys. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game.
2: That's OtterBox.com. 1996, a great year and a glorious decade. Dolly the Sheep was clothed. Dial-up was awesome. Influencers didn't exist. Pants were baggy. And the Dallas Cowboys won it all yet again. Sadly, we can't go back to the 90s. But we can still watch the Cowboys try to win it all once more. Whether you're traveling to the games or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
7: Petty Jean Meats has been providing high-quality meat for families for more than 90 years. Using only the best cuts of meat and quality ingredients, Petty Jean Meats still smokes their meats the old-fashioned way over real hickory chips for 18 hours. Fill your pantry with Petty Jean Meats ham, sausage, bacon, and more. Or send your loved ones a gift box full of their favorite items from PJMeats.com. That's PJMeats.com. Petty Jean meats. Taste the difference.
4: Back
3: to hanging with the boys.
4: Welcome back to the show, and if you're watching. The Game and Old Basketball Shorts and Baggy Sweats. That's for amateurs if you want to relax like a pro. Upgrade to the comfort of Tommy John Loungewear. It looks awesome, feels even better. It's got pockets for snacks and is machine washable. For any unpredictable nacho cheese spill shop loungewear, TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 15% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. All right, let's get back into it. We were just talking in the break about... You know, reports came out this week that the Cowboys were moving on from Alden Smith. He had a solid year last year. What, five five sacks last year? Yeah,
5: faded some down the stretch. Faded
4: down the stretch, but that's understandable given that he'd been out of football for so long. So a lot of people wanted him back, and it came out that they were moving on. And then Coach McCarthy said that he hasn't moved on. He's, yeah,
5: still a fluid situation. He, he
4: actually had a, a talk today or yesterday about Alden Smith. So what'd you guys take from that?
5: Well, it's interesting. I mean, it, it, Ed Werder, who is an ESPN reporter, he tweeted shortly thereafter that the coaching staff still wants Alden, but management doesn't, and management told Alden that they wouldn't be re-signing him. So I don't know, a difference of uh, philosophy or difference of direction, or maybe it's just a, a money thing. Who knows? But uh, kind of an interesting situation with, you know, you talk about, long lengthy guys I, I would think smith kind of fit that bill but maybe they just felt like he didn't have enough left in the tank last year i'm not sure
0: yeah there you go and that's what coach talked on kurt was that length was that ability to play different positions in and multiple fronts and so that is what uh the guy from atlanta does i mean he gives you uh uh position flex i, I and I kind of use that word hesitantly because here in Dallas, we've been about that word for a lot in that old era. And, and boy, it seemed to never work. So I'm, I'm hoping it's, I'm hoping it, it brings a new meaning now, you know, the and, word position flex.
6: And I'll even add to that mix of there's a player who I think they really want to see shine this year. I think mm. they want to see him take, I know who take, you're talking the, about. take the step.
0: Yes, He's sir. He's in a
6: contract year. Yes, uh, sir. It's someone who they have been high on since they drafted him. He's had mm-hmm. some off the field Can I guess? troubles.
4: Can I guess? Amen. Uh, uh yes, Go sure. <laughs>
6: Take a wild guess. Randy Gregory. Ah, they would be hey! hey, hey. right. would be correct. <laughs> and so how do I get this guy, Randy? How do how do we maximize getting everything that we can i gotta kind of i have to do some addition by subtraction i have to take away a guy like alden smith and to say hey okay randy we're going to give you every opportunity this year to show and prove it's a contract year and i'll just say this saturday night dickies arena i was sitting ringside with a very (laughs) with this very same person we're talking about now Mm -hmm. and we had some interesting conversations that we'll talk about at a later date, but Randy <laughs> is ready for a breakout contract year. Let's just say that, to say the least, um, about that. So the the uh, the subtraction of Alden Smith means the addition of playing time and roles and opportunities. For one, Randy Gregory. Yes.
4: What, Kurt, did, did you get a did you get a invite to go sit ringside? I don't, I don't, I don't have that kind of. Nate, <laughs> did you did you get an invite to go sit
0: ringside? No, no, man, I'm out of the loop. Now that's one thing. Yeah. about just just to get a chrome, I didn't
4: even get an a chrome floating. Just to <laughs> get it, Tom I didn't get it. I didn't get a. I didn't get a Seat to be ringside, so oh, wow. Jesse, our our number. Yeah, it was a were, good fight.
6: It was a our, Victor our Ortiz and uh, uh, Malik Hooker, Malik Hooker, two two hometown kids, one mm-hmm. from Grand Prairie, one from Dallas. It was a mm-hmm. good fight. Uh-huh. Dickey's Arena is a nice arena in Fort Worth. Thanks sure for the invite. Appreciate that. All right, yeah. Jesse, go ahead. Wow. Yeah. What was Hello, it,
5: What's a? I mean, is there not room for Alden Smith? I mean, I would think you always need defensive end, ends for your rotation, and they they probably still need some guys. Is this? They just feel like he just. Too old, too too much baggage, too much tread on the tires. Is that maybe what's so, going on there? Well,
0: so where your reps? So where your reps gonna come for? Bradley or knee? Well, well, how does he get some reps? Yeah,
5: that's true. You got
0: to Of course, you and, didn't so, get any last and, one. And, and, and This is what's been haunt, this is what's been haunting the Dallas Cowboys for the last seven years. We gonna hold on to this one guy, so we cannot play the other guys. And then we got guy have a breakout year, and then we say, I
4: didn't know this tight end could play like this. Uh oh. Can we lose Nate? I don't know. He froze on the screen, but I hear him in my ear. That ain't me. That's my dog.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and so you don't want that situation here. I mean, if Aldi can come in and truly be an impact player, eight, nine, ten sacks, that's a different story. Five sacks don't get you that in the eyesight of the ownership. That's what I'm saying. As far as what the coaches think is that he may can do more.
6: And again, you got to also start thinking this, this, this coaching staff in this front office, when you start talking about dollars, a guy like Bradley and I, who was still on the rookie contract, you got to start getting the most of that. Yes. Instead of having to shell out all this money for all these players, you got to look at your roster and say, oh, you know what? We did draft this guy. Mm-hmm. We did have... So these guys have to, at some point in time, these guys have to get some playing time. They you have to play them. And it behooves you to do so because if you got something, a la Dak Prescott, you now can have their services for the next, what's this year, two or three? So you'll have yeah. them for two or three more years on those rookie deals that gives you a t- that, that gives you the ability to not have to shell out so much money for other high-impact players when. As we get more and more into Dak Prescott's contract, that number goes up and up and up and up, and you got to be able to control that cap somehow, some way. Well, you don't have to keep sw- flipping all these switches. You know how you do that? You get the players that you drafted; they actually are developed. You actually put them on the field, and they actually produce for you. Like that's how it's that. That's how good programs are run. Instead of taking all this money and always trying to go out and get you know free agents and other people, players, when you have to pay them, you know if I can save some dollars and I can develop some players and I get some guys playing at a very high level on rookie contracts, well, then that gives me the ability to do more things if I have to go out and pay somebody else to complete this team. Because I'm going to be honest with you, fellas. We we aren't in a developmental stage for this Dallas Cowboys thing. Like we are in a we are in win. a win now yes. window. Yeah, yeah. Like we are, we are in a win now window. This, this this thing isn't being built. Like oh well you know two or three or four years from now this team should be. No we don't have time for that. Like we do not have time for two and three years down the road. This this is this is this has to be the mindset of front office of coaches of players is. I know it's a leap to go from not making the playoffs at all to winning the Super Bowl, but damn, like we gotta we gotta get going, like we <laughs> have to get going fast. with All this, like we gotta get going in the direction of 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 winning now and, and really, you know, divisional rounds and 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 and, 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 and a conference championships and and showing up in those late February games, like that has to start right now. If that's the you
0: know,
6: case, and, and last year,
5: if that's the case, last we, year
0: was a great time for them. Go, go ahead, Curt. I'm saying, <laughs> no, no. Go ahead, on, go ahead, You, when you want to say something, I'm a back up. No, go ahead no. Kurt.
5: Well, I just, if that's the case, we talked about it some last week. Why are they bargain shopping free agency? Should they be going out for some really good impact players, or is Neil going to be that guy?
0: You, you know, I, I feel that. You know. When they got Neil, okay, that is that guy that can play, that 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 safety a little bit, of, a little bit of uh, wheelback, and not a whole lot. Just in certain situations, to you know, especially in third downs, you know, and uh, passing situations, you know, m- maybe he's played a little bit more. But understand this right here: a lot of time was wasted last year on playing guys that w- w- were were used to us this year. So now, you know, you got to kind of catch up. But I'm, I'm with you guys. If they have a mindset that they are ready to go and locked and loaded now, you have to start playing some of these young guys. And you got you to play them now. And they got to see if there's preseason games, they got to rock and roll in these preseason games because you got to be locked and loaded. You ain't got to be a great defense. But like Jesse said, you're going to have to be average.
6: And, and here's my thinking uh, to, your, to your question, Kurt, is while we may think one thing, as uh, outsiders, in the sense, uh, defensively, I, I, this team is, is loaded offensively. Like I think that part they fully understand. They're saying, "Hey, if we can get Tyron back and Lyle back, we, we we're we got we signed our biggest free agent and signing Dak, so they feel comfortable about what they can be offensively. The Cowboys is all well have always been a offensive minded franchise, so they feel like we're good. And while we may look at Jalen or Leighton uh, as sometimes liability, I think they see this as, okay, we're kind of going back to that 4-3 scheme where now maybe Jalen and, and Leighton will have better years. They'll probably go and draft a corner, whether that be uh, uh, JC Horn or um, uh, uh, the Bama kid, and they'll have Bama you know, Bama bookends on the corners, and you know they'll find a free safety somewhere, in the mix, and they're and they're saying to themselves, "Okay, Randy Gregory, now's your time. Okay, Tank, now's your time. We're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of give give this middle of this defense some rotation with some of the guys that we got. But again, I, I think when we look at it, we're looking for all these wholesale changes, and they're looking at it as Jalen, we 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 you, you got a guaranteed eight whatever this." It's time for you to play better. Layton, okay, come back from the injuries. It's time for you to play better. And they're banking. I think they are banking on these guys. Remember, these are the guys that they drafted. Jerry and Steven and Will McClay. They drafted Jalen Smith with the hopes that he would be a starting player for them. They drafted Layton Vanderus with the hope that he would be a starting player for them. So while we on the outside, right, these these aren't our babies, that's, it's their babies. It's Will McClay's babies. It's Steven's and, and, and Jerry's babies. So they have to give those guys the benefit of the doubt. We don't. As, as, as analysts, we, we, we can pick them apart because we don't draft them. We don't pay them. We don't do anything about it but just see what we see on TV, dissect it, and talk about it. But these guys in the front office and, and in the scouting department, they're saying, no. We, we 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 like this or we like that or we're hoping that we can get back to this form of that player. And so they're looking around and saying, you know what? If we if we go back to a scheme that was that, that played well into Jalen's strengths, maybe we get the Jalen that we saw two or three years ago. Uh and, and and maybe if we get back to a scheme that takes less contact off of Leighton Van Der Esch, we get him playing like he was playing his rookie season. And and again, adding a veteran guy like Neil, and now you have two corners on the outside. You you have some stability with your slot corner in Jalen and Jalen uh, Jordan Lewis. So we look at these things differently. They they see it one way, we see it a completely different way, and, and we're looking for these big wholesale changes. And they're saying, Whoa, 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 these, these are our babies now. These are the ones that we kind of had to incubate, and we drafted them. However, you may see that we, you know, what they see today. I, the people in the front office are still looking at: we have the pieces already in place to go. We just need them to play to that level. And I, I, I can't knock them for that thinking because if we get rookie year Jalen, if we get rookie year, or, or not rookie year, but first year Jalen, and and we get first year. Leighton Van Deresh and Jalen is and Jordan Lewis is consistent and and, and Tavon Dig takes that next step at corner and Sertain or or Horn or whoever they pick at the other corner if they show improve to where they're supposed to be and Tank does what he's he's been doing and Randy played like a guy who has in a contract year you start looking around you start saying well you know what and we found something last year and a little bit in Donovan Wilson so start say well okay. Maybe, maybe we have something. And you truly believe that Dan Quinn is going to come in and give you some sort of edge. We talk about coaching us giving some sort of edge. Coaching should win you one or two games a season. Well, if that's the case and that they can pull this off, now you're looking at these guys. Now, this is all, this is all hypothetical. Yeah, the game say, still that, has to a, be
5: played. There's a lot of ifs in what you've been saying there. But but thank, but thank you, Amen.
6: Thank <laughs> you, Amen. Boy, but, after about that twelve but again, eight, After that twelve but again, after that
0: twelve if I was like, wow.
6: But again, <laughs> we we can say that because we're not the ones that are putting these people together. My, my job isn't to put the right pieces in place around Jalen Smith. That's Will McClay's job. That's Steven. That's, that's that's Jerry's job. And so they have to come in with these ifs. They have to. They have to. If not, then why would you let the contract for Jalen, you know, be guaranteed this year? If you're going to pay him eight, you're not going to put him on the bench. Jalen Smith ain't going to the bench. Newsflash, guys. With that much money guaranteed to him next year, he ain't going to the bench.
5: Mm.
6: As, he ain't going to the bench. So, so what do you have to do? If he's not going to the bench, then you have to do the very best that you can to get the most out of him. You're not taking an $8 million guy <laughs> and putting him on the bench. I don't give a damn how bad he's playing. You're you know, not taking $8 million we're, we're, and putting him on the bench. We're,
0: we're not, Jesse, you're working seven to a frenzy. We didn't say all of that. You, <laughs> you have to put that story together. We did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, all we just use the IF, if.
4: You know what? This is a good time to give Jesse a breather. Let him take a deep breath. Yeah,
0: he put himself to a frenzy. He him, did, man. <laughs> I tell you I don't what, he, he if
4: he ifped himself right into the word damn, and he don't even cuss. You know what? Yeah, yeah if if yeah, if, yeah. If, if, yeah. if damn. All right, fellas, this is hot, man. Hot in office. I was Shoot. fortunate enough yesterday to talk to uh, General Pat Bradley. He is one of one of sixty nine. Nine living medal of honor recipients and we wow. are they are building a medal of honor museum over in arlington right right in the neighborhood of the ballpark yep. in at&t mm-hmm. stadium and i've seen the renderings it's going to be very cool uh mr jones and charlotte were on the today show this morning and mr jones donated 20 million dollars to this museum it's the largest donation that he has ever made um, uh, it's a big deal for the family. It's a big deal for the organization. Today's a, 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 a you know a really cool day. It's National Medal of Honor Day. They will have a moment at three twenty five uh, today on three twenty five that that draws attention to the Medal of Honor. Um, you know, they're trying to raise funds for the museum. So I, I was able yesterday in the studio to talk to, to to Major Bradley. We'll roll the interview, We'll go to commercial, and then when we come back, we're gonna have some fun with our very own. Jesse Holly.
6: Jerry, can I hold $100? A...
4: Can I hold $100, Jerry? Man, can
6: I hold that. I need can $10. I hold
0: you give, me, give me 10 and Let it fall around 5 hey.
4: Welcome to another episode of Winging It presented by Wingstop. And we are joined by a very special, special guest today. I am I'm honored and it's a privilege to be joined by Medal of Honor recipient, uh, General Pat Brady. How are you doing today, uh, General Brady?
3: I'm doing great. Great to be with you.
4: Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us for, for this segment. I really appreciate it. Um, like I said, again, it, it's an honor. And, and you received the Medal of Honor from President Nixon. What, what was that phone call
3: like? Well, it was kind of strange because I had already received a, a second Distinguished Service Cross, which is just below the Medal of Honor. AND WHAT I DIDN'T KNOW IS THAT THAT WAS AN INTERIM AWARD. AND SO WHEN I GOT THE CALL, I THOUGHT SOMEBODY WAS JERKING MY CHAIN, REALLY. AND SO DID MY BOSS. HE ACTUALLY MADE ME uh, DO A MEMO FOR RECORD TO SAY, YES, INDEED, THIS WAS FROM GENERAL Westmoreland's OFFICE, AND I WAS GOING TO RECEIVE THE MEDAL OF HONOR. THE GREAT THING ABOUT IT WAS THEY ALLOWED MY FAMILY TO GO, AND THEY ALSO GOT A SPECIAL AIRPLANE FOR MY FELLOW VETERANS. And my friends, who I was in the Army with at the time, and they flew them all to Washington, D.C., and it was on the East Lawn, I think, uh, unlike the ones today where they do it indoors. So it was it was a great, it was a surprise, but it was a very, very pleasant surprise.
4: Awesome. Tell us a little bit about uh, the action in Vietnam for which uh, you received
3: the Medal of Honor. I was... I was what they called in Vietnam a dustoff pilot. That's a helicopter ambulance pilot. Dustoff was our call sign. If someone in Vietnam got hurt, they called they just yelled into the microphone dustoff and everybody knew clear the airs, clear the area, we've got wounded and a helicopter ambulance is coming to get our wounded. And so that's what I was doing the day I got the medal. It involved some some tricky kind of flying because of the weather. Uh, but essentially, it was nothing different than I had ever done many, many times. Helped rescue over 5,000 people in Vietnam. Uh, on this particular day, and this is about the best part of it. Somebody saw it. Somebody appreciated it, and they took the time to sit down and document it. Not somebody, a whole bunch of people, and they sent it up the chain. And uh, thank God it was approved.
4: That's awesome. And today is is March 25th, which is 3:25. Uh, which is national medal of honor day and at 325 on 325 um, we recognize the national medal of honor and we're building a national medal of honor museum right here in our own backyard in north texas in in arlington texas Um, and you've been involved in this project why is this museum so important and and why why now why why is it good timing now for this museum
3: WELL, THE MUSEUM IS, is, uh, IT'S IMPORTANT BECAUSE IT'S IMPORTANT THAT WE REMEMBER uh, OUR VETERANS AND WHAT THEY'VE DONE FOR THIS COUNTRY. THIS MUSEUM WILL BE A VAULT FOR OUR VALUES. IT WILL BE A VAULT ALSO THAT RECOGNIZES VALOR. BUT THE MOST IMPORTANT PART OF THE MUSEUM IS GOING TO BE THE VALUES PART. WE WANT IT TO BE AN EDUCATIONAL, INSPIRATIONAL CENTER FOR YOUNG PEOPLE IN THIS COUNTRY. We want a young person to walk in the front door of that museum, he's gonna see heroes not wearing capes or masks or whatever they wear today, but they're gonna be wearing dog tags. And they're gonna walk out the back door knowing that they can be a hero in their communities, in their schools, in their families, and they don't have to go into combat to do it.
4: That's awesome. In the words of Nate Newton, I know if if Nate, which is one of my co-hosts on this show were here, He would say wow wow so (laughs) part of this project also there's going to be a a a national medal of honor monument built in dc uh, as part of this project that's where you're at right now advocating for that tell us a little bit about about that project that you're involved in
3: we've been talking to some congressmen senators here in dc and uh, that's you know it's an interesting thing because i was VERY FORTUNATE TO BE A PART OF THE BATTLE MONUMENTS COMMISSION WHICH BUILT THE WORLD WAR II MUSEUM. SOMEONE LOOKED AROUND IN THOSE DAYS AND SAID, GOOD LORD, LOOK AT THE GREATEST GENERATION. WE HAVE NOTHING TO ACKNOWLEDGE THEM. AND uh, SAID, WHY DON'T WE? AND SO THEN they, THEY WENT TO WORK AND THEY BUILT THE WORLD, THAT BEAUTIFUL WORLD WAR II MUSEUM, OR MONUMENT, AND I WAS A PART OF THAT. ONE OF THE GREAT THRILLS OF MY LIFE. SAME THING WITH THIS. SOMEBODY LOOKED AROUND AND SAID, FROM THE CIVIL WAR ON DOWN, we have nothing that recognizes these people who not only defended our country, but they helped design, develop, and enrich our country. They did much more for our country than what they did in combat. And so they decided, well, we ought to have a memorial for them also. It was very, very much appreciated by those of us in the Medal of Honor Society.
4: That's all, that is awesome. And, and I know the Jones family uh, and the Dallas Cowboys have been really involved and supportive of this project. How, how important has their role been in, in making this come to life uh, in Arlington?
3: I think I think the point is, is everything is leadership. Everything is leadership and the Jones family understands leadership. And we've got a great CEO, Jim Connors, who also understands leadership. And Jerry Jones, when he he talks about, for the last 15 years, Medal of Honor recipients have been going through high schools, middle schools, across this country, teaching the young people the importance of courage, sacrifice, and patriotism. 15 years. Jerry Jones, with the resources and the intelligence that he has, can do what we've done in 15 years. He can do it in 15 minutes. And he did it for the Salvation Army and so that that it's leadership it's also a guy who understands and his daughter a dynamite woman understand how to do uh uh, how to promote how to market and how to get this thing done and they don't understand failure by the way
4: that is true that is true well we will be celebrating uh national medal of honor day all day today on, on 325 Uh, General Brady, thank you so much for your service. Thank you so much for for joining us here. Thank you for for the time. Thank you for everything that you're advocating for, everything that you're doing. Um, It was great just to spend a few minutes with you and learn a little bit more about today and what that means and and your involvement in all this. So we, we really appreciate that.
3: My pleasure. Go Cowboys. There you go. Get go. it together. There you go. <laughs> We're
4: nice. going to get it together this year. I hope so. We, get, we got the team. We just got to get it done. So, again, thank You got to get it done. We got to get it done. Thanks <laughs> for your time. And we'll be right back on our next segment of Hanging with the Boys.
2: How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero, guacamole.
7: Back to Hanging
4: with the Boys Welcome back to the show Tour AT&T Stadium, the home of the Dallas Cowboys Run on the field, see the locker rooms, and so much more Tours are available daily For details, visit attstadium.com Slash tours Alright, let's get let's have some fun with Chef. Jesse Let's just Chef. get it out of the way what, What's up, Nate? What's up, Nate? What? What? What's up, Nate? Hey, hey. Hey, what did I
6: do, man? I what just, did I do? You just got to have a
0: segment where you give us your experience of what you experienced in the, in the, in in the, the stadium. Okay, stadium I'll give you my stadium. Maybe the next show. <laughs> just one day, okay. One not, day not. when
6: it
4: slows down okay, after we get through the draft one. and before we get okay. to training camp, there's not a lot okay. going on. I'll give you –
6: we'll do a whole show of my stadium experiences.
4: How's that? <laughs> How's that? Okay. Can't wait.
6: All right, we, I'm always a little bit nervous when you guys do these surprise segments about yeah, this, me. Wait, I don't know. This isn't
5: a
4: you guys. This is a
6: sham. I got
4: no idea what's coming.
5: You
6: shouldn't. No one knows what's going on.
4: But <laughs> i we're, me either. Which it's it's kind of me fitting either. that during the break we were actually talking about basketball. And Jesse actually had his basketball in his hand and was spinning it uh, on his finger before we – yes, see, there you go. Yeah. So I, I kind of thought Jesse might know what this segment's going to be about because I'm not sure. Do you watch the star at oh, night? Oh, man. Jesse, do you watch that program on DallasCowboys.com with Kelsey Charles and with David Hellman? Hellman. Yeah. 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 Well, they decided yeah. to have oh! they decided to have a little fun with uh, Bracketology and our own Cowboys yeah. version. And Caden yeah. Gates was responsible for this idea. So shout out to Caden because it was a great idea. Caden sent out a poll to a lot of DallasCowboys.com. His, he calls them <laughs> experts. I don't know if that's the right <laughs> word, but personalities. We'll say personalities. And he wanted to know who we thought former and current Cowboy players would be the best – <laughs> One-on-one basketball players. So everybody got a vote, and the way that the, the rankings went is if if you received a first-place vote for the seating, if you received a first-place vote, that person got eight points. If you got uh, a second-place vote, you got seven. Third would get six, and so on and so forth. So once we got the rankings, he took... That bracket to the show, The Star at Night, (laughs) and he presented that to the panel, which consisted of Rob Phillips, DallasCowboy.com, DallasCowboy.com's very own Rob Phillips, Dave Hellman, Kelsey Charles, and he let them vote um, on who moved on to the next round. And the rankings went like this. This is the way the bracketology, and we'll we'll roll the clip here in a second, but just to set it up, um, your rankings from one through eight, Rico Gathers was the number one seed. Martellus Bennett was the number two seed. Our own Jesse Holly. Jesse Holly was the number three seed. <laughs> right above Terrell Owens, Marcus Spears, Cornell Green, Rayfield Wright, Tony Romo. So the brackets were set Rico versus Tony Romo, Marty B versus Rayfield, Jesse versus Cornell, T.O. versus Marty B. And we'll just roll the segment and see how this played
3: out.
7: <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. We have our very own Jesse Holly, And I like this one too, because it's Cornell Green. So guys, I did not realize the accolades that Cornell Green has. You guys, he never played a down of football. Utah State coach called Tom Landry and was like, I've got this incredible basketball player. He's just a freak of nature. you got to take a chance on him. So the Cowboys said, OK, sure, we'll do this experiment. Pay him $1,000 in 13 seasons, five Pro Bowls later in two positions.
4: Like, how are you going to fight right. that one? How are you going to fight that? Well, I mean, I know, that, that's hey. not
7: fair. That's not fair. Jesse Hawley, guys. Uh, We'll go ahead and give the rest of it because Jesse, our guy, deserves this. Playing at UNC is incredible as it is, Like what an institution. Uh, He did win a championship with them and I mean he was just one of those guys that came in and had to stir up plays and, and really get the momentum going. So he was definitely a contributor to an incredible organization.
4: You're being very diplomatic, and that's lovely. Jesse, I've worked with Jesse. I love Jesse. He's great. He's got a championship ring. Nobody can ever take him away, take that away from him. Last time I checked, his jersey's not retired anywhere. Uh Uh like and to your point, Kels, I didn't know most of that about Cornell Green. Like I knew he was a good football player. I did not know that he was such a stud on the hardwood, and I think even Jesse would understand. I—I I mean, I gotta take Cornell Green, and I don't think it's a very hard decision.
7: Rob, <laughs> oh no! Well, no. I,
4: hey, we're being honest I, here. That's all we're doing. Yeah, uh, Jesse may or may not have, have had a vote in this uh, initial compilation,
6: so I, I think he has a say <laughs> in probably his own his own game, and he might be watching this eventually anyway. I, I'll just go ahead and go with Jesse and give Kels the tying vote because
4: I think look. Dave makes some great arguments wow. but he wow. did play on a national championship carolina
6: team he did. that had at least I want to say four first round picks maybe three or four first round picks just You're to get wrong. some run on that squad you got to be pretty good
7: Oh that was that, just so
4: nice the of finesse you. the finesse really? in that answer was
6: impressive <laughs> That was
7: office politics at its finest passing grade my a little Yeah, Jesse, I think you're awesome, and you could totally beat me in probably anything whatsoever, uh, athletics-wise. So I would just like to put that out there before I don't choose you, because um, I think Cornell Green is going to get my vote. It's just, I was reading his resume. It's so insane, Uh, and so I I have to pick him.
1: quite impressive.
4: Oh, no, Jesse. You got it. You were a victim of running. You ran into a buzzsaw that no one even really knew.
5: I knew that. Had I those
4: accolades. I had See, no idea, so... man.
5: Hey, Cornell Green should have been the top seed. He sh- they had him, what, seventh? Uh yeah, sixth. Yeah, yeah. Cornell Green was a monster basketball.
4: Jesse, player. man, Jesse the three seed so, okay, upset so, by Cornell Green so. the sixth seed. But Jesse, if it makes you feel any better, Cornell went on to win the whole thing. Yeah. So
6: go ahead, he Jesse. He was drafted by the in the NBA. Yeah. Go ahead, Jesse. So here's my biggest thing. Here, here, Here's my biggest thing is that I know people know me and recognize me from fourth and long and from my time with the Cowboys and small time with the Patriots, small time with the Bengals. I get it. But my basketball number, like going back to high school, like I was I was an All-American in high school in two sports. I was recruited by some of the top schools in the country to go play basketball. Like, I was recruited by North Carolina when Matt Darty was there. He got fired before I actually – before I got there. Um, And that's where the Roy Williams situation came in. Um, I'm I'm my school's all-time leading scorers. I'm one of the top 30 guards in New Jersey State history. Think about this. New Jersey, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, the tri-state area, (laughs) where some of the greatest basketball players have ever come out of. I I mean – I, I was in that number. I was in that number and I went to the smallest school. I went to a small I went to the equivalent of a 2 of A school. And I'm I'm up there with schools like St. Patrick's and the, the school that the Hurley's went to, St. Benedict's and St. Anthony's and all those schools and big, big time schools all across the city. Um uh I soon will have my jersey retired. At my high school, I'm the all-time leaner scorer. I'm a state champion. I'm a state <laughs> MVP. Uh, if I wanted to, if I wanted to, I opted to not continue playing basketball. And, and had I stayed playing basketball the next year after we after those four first-round picks, top, we had four lottery picks, by the way, that that went into that 05 class. We had the number uh, two, four, 10, and 13 pick off that championship team. <laughs> Once those guys left, I would have started next year. I would have started the next two years if I had stayed with playing basketball, but I decided that I wanted to take my skills to the to the football field, to the gridiron, and that's why I stepped away from basketball. But man, golly, I get no credit <laughs> Jesse, whatsoever. There, David, no, David you- Hellman kicked my back in. You got credit? You okay,
0: Jess? You're, you're you, all right? you got beat oh,
6: God, by? Still on the porch to me, man. Baby. You got beat by a guy that got drafted by the NBA. There's no shame yeah. in that, Jesse. There's it's no like shame. A, in if that. If I would have stayed playing basketball, I probably would have gotten drafted in the NBA. Jesse, maybe not, maybe not, but but probably. Jesse, no, nah, it's all I'm good. On the porch, man. I know. <laughs> and here's a funny thing about. So here's a funny thing about that. And you guys, you guys, you guys will be able to read through the lines of this one. When, when, when all these, cause I got the same email and asking to rank these guys, you know, they had a bunch of guys on an asked to rank these guys. And of course I picked me first, of right? Course. I'm not going to not pick me first. <laughs> I'm going to pick me. And I still even think I like, got played basketball with Martellus Bennett and I've played with Rico Gallows. I played with both of those guys. Yes, they're taller than me, but they're not more skilled than me. Marty B is a hell of a player though. Rico Gathers is not more skilled than me. He's bigger than me, but he's not more skilled than me. Hmm. I know he led the league. He led the nation in rebounding. Okay, great. Cool. That's fine. But we're talking about one-on-one. He wouldn't win. Um, But I know that there there was someone who was kind of upset that I picked myself one. I won't say the name. You can kind of all guess who the name was. Within our organization, when this thing went out, he was kind of upset that I put myself to be number one. you know what I'm saying <laughs> that type of thing happens you know th- those type of guys they just don 't want to see you know, and he probably wasn't tall enough to do anything athletically anyway, but yeah, he was upset that <laughs> i uh yeah. that i uh, I put myself number one, you know sometimes, but you know he never he'd never say it to me ever in my face but
4: yeah. Mm. Oh, it's all good. Okay. Well, Jesse, sorry if we hurt I your got feelings. You if you need a hug whenever we're back no, in the I studio, I, hurt. I, I'll hug Listen, you.
6: Listen, I I'm in the I was in the top eight of a, <laughs> I a, ain't a never Hall seen of Famer. Jesse <laughs> You know there's a, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of top players in there man there's, there's some there's some future ring of honor players in there there's a hall of famers in there I mean there's I mean, this high draft picks in there This yeah. hit home man so, I well, thought
0: never went on I am telling
1: you man himself, I, wow. I,
4: this really hit home Ooh. this is a sore subject like I <laughs> yes, I did. thought this yeah. was going to yeah. be a piece uh, of was a was part of a fun. segment Shannon, this, this turned into like a, like a full segment Who are the top 8 again uh, Yeah yeah cuz I am I'm going to be out you man
6: like I'm really nice in basketball. Like I like I'm really I can really go. Like I can really really play basketball. Like really really like, can play. I, I think we okay. found out. Like you can call
4: Jesse a bum on the football field and he shouldn't have been there. But if I you if you, you if you touch him on basketball, it was Rico basketball. gathers. Wow. Rico gathers. Yeah. Martellus Bennett, Jesse Holly, T.O. Marcus Spears, Cornell Green, Rayfield Wright, Marcus and Tony
6: Runnels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Marcus, well, Marcus left Spears, Spears was that deal now. Yeah, they left Marcus some guys Ooh. off.
0: Jesse got a whole of a he got a hold of two, 1 2 minute biscuits.
4: They left some guys off that list. <laughs> Too much they, gumbo. They did. <laughs> Jess, Jesse, who all of you who all have you played with on that list? Marty B? Everybody. You played with Marty all those B, guys?
6: Spears? Uh anybody who's like in my age bracket. Tony Romo, TO. How would
4: you rank Michael. How would you rank those guys personally since you played with them? You you obviously number 1. We, I, I would, we got that. We got that.
6: <laughs> who who would you rate let Let's second, put that out there right quick. Second, third, fourth. Uh, I, would go, I mm-hmm. would go Marty B number 2. I would go Marty B number 2. I would go T-O number 3, uh Tony number 4, and Rico number 5.
4: Really? Mm. Just cuz the outside my, shooting yeah. on one-on-one like, with Rico? Like like, T.O. can go. Like, T.O. can good. play. I T.O. plays T-O in those – he plays in those yeah. celebrity
6: tournaments, and he's usually the, the high scorer, man. T.O. can go. Yeah. Tony – Tony Tony is just like – Tony is the point guard on the basketball court. Like, he's the like he's the quarterback on the football field. Like, if you look at him, he goes, this, this dad bod-looking dude really can't play. And then he goes out there, and he's like, ah, and he's going by you. Like, he looks like the dad bod and can really play. Mm. Got a nice little mid-range game, can pass the ball really well, his court vision, he, and he's a quarter, he's a quarterback. He's super smart. Martellus Bennett is six foot seven <laughs> and is is an athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, and Rico is the same. Like, Rico is strong. He can jump. He can't shoot to save his life. Like, mm-hmm. literally, if he, he can't shoot to save his life, but he's big, he's strong, and he's he's athletic. <laughs> uh, but TO can go, Tony mm-hmm. can play. Um, Spears His knees are bad now He's a little heavy But Go back and they, look at Spears What he was doing in high school they left Like some, he was nice They who, left who, some Old who, school guys Who'd they leave head. out
5: Well you know my, guy, my guy, Percy Howard, was going to get drafted Sanders. by the NBA. He didn't play. Um, Pete Gent from way back in the day, he led Michigan State in scoring three years. Oh, wow. Tutal Jones was recruited to play basketball. I had him on my list. I mean,
4: yeah. Nate, who, when you used to travel, you had the travel basketball teams. Before we get out of here, who who, was your, who, Irvin, who were your top Deion five Sanders. In, in order? Who, who were the best guys? Mike? I would probably say Dion mm-hmm. then Mike,
0: uh, uh, Harper. Mm. Those guys Those guys were nice They were nice
6: I remember Deion saying Deion they said w- Deion said he can play in the NBA he said, he said I'll average 10 to 12 points a game He said He said, I'm a, he said I'm the, I'll be the fastest guy out there So I'll get mm-hmm. Four points off fast break layups He said I'll go to the free throw line Four times So I'll get another four points At the free throw <laughs> line he said, I'm gonna get a put he said, I'm gonna get a put back. That's another two yeah. points. And he said, eventually I'm gonna hit a jump shot while I'm out there. So Dion said, I can go to the league. I, I can give you 10, 12 <laughs> wow. points a game.
5: Wasn't he gonna play like for the Falcon or, I mean uh, the Hawks, like kind of a publicity thing at one time when he was out there? He was playing for the Braves and the Falcons already, and he was gonna suit up for the for the Hawks, I think. Mm. It was talked about. Yeah, never That'd have I, been never
0: materialized. But I, I I tell you what, man but we, we know in a whole lot of sports have been great athletes that could have crossed over and few that did so you know but Jesse I, I, I apologize that they didn't give you number I'm 1 I'm sorry
4: Jesse <laughs> I, I didn't realize I, I didn't even make it
6: to the, like, the like I I was out I was out first
4: round I, at least let me make to the second look round. I thought this was going to be fun man and I like Jesse we sent him off and he might not recover from this I hope you get yeah. you all right Jesse That's if what you, I'm need, saying, you, if you need you need to talk for days to recover you need from to talk like after the show you got my number call me All right, man. I will. Hang in there, buddy. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) cut. Yes. Good sir. seeing you, man. Seeing you, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Twist up through the glass. Nate, Jesse. Hopefully we get you guys back in here with us soon. Wow, man. Peace, brother. Chris, thanks for keeping us well, on at least the air. You still
0: built good, Jesse.
4: Yeah. I mean, you still look good, Jesse. You still look good. Cornell Green whooped <laughs> you your butt, but good. you still look good. No, none of them look like this though. <laughs> they do not be right. First team <laughs> R. Right. Oh my good, goodness. Baby. We gotta go. We gotta go. Thanks for tuning I'm in. First team We all will be sexy, back baby. next week. Our normal
6: time slot All 130. Place, baby okay. on Thursday. <laughs> Don't nobody. Uh, you will put Hanging with the put boys your list together. I'm going to be number one in that Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
7: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!